This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 127 is brought to us by Bybit. We have seen an influx of people coming in this past week, more so than the weeks prior, believe it or not, probably on the heels of the Binance ruling. But uh, regardless of why you're here, welcome. You're really going to enjoy it. Get into your portal and see what giveaways and stuff they have. We had one of our own traders win two Bitcoin in a raffle. That is almost $75,000 USD. What could that do for you? You can also, as no-nonsense Forex traders, use MT4 to enter your trades. Really, really nice. And because they don't take American clients, there is a buffer there between them and the powers that be in the United States. Also very important. Click the link down below that takes you to the blog that gives you all the information you are going to need, including my affiliate link, which gives you a cashback bonus and all the perks going forward. Because as we know, with Bybit, membership has its rewards. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and we are still on the crypto train for now because that's just where all the news is currently. And uh, there's just so much asymmetric upside here, and that's what this podcast is all about. There was a reason why that was one of the earliest episodes we had. Um, actually, number two, I think. Once we got rid of all the introductions, then we went right into asymmetry. It is so much here, and it might not be here all the time. It might not be here forever. So we need to take advantage where we can. Now, so many people are saying that crypto winter is over and it's going to be up only. And they really have a case for that. You know, we've been saying this whole time. Institutional money is the one thing that's going to propel this next bull market. Um, the retail money will come you know, when they come. Usually too late, but they'll get here. It's all the institutions that didn't believe in this product before are all coming in. Now, I don't want to say all, but man, so many of the big players are getting on board with Bitcoin and blockchain technology. Now, some of those players, and it's only a few, are using their own in-house blockchain technology, like JP Morgan has a blockchain called Onyx or something like that. And that's not something we can invest in. That's not particularly bullish for um, the industry, I suppose. But you're seeing a lot of these layer ones and a lot of these products being used by TradFi. This is what we were waiting for. And I really do think that's going to raise our baseline up higher in terms of what we can expect going forward in price. You know, I think we are probably at a new level now. However, what happened this week and the possible repercussions from it could put a damper on this, and we all need to be aware. The market may not be reacting as such, but that doesn't mean the facts are not the facts. So, what are the facts? Uh, CZ from Binance, uh, the, the head of Binance, pleaded guilty to uh, the main charge was the money laundering part, in particular when it comes to terrorist groups and things like that. It's, uh, it's been all but proven. And we even said this back when this, these allegations came out, that this could be bad because he's not completely clean here. Binance is not completely clean here. They did some of that shit. So what we're finding out that shit was is allowing terrorist groups like Hamas and al-Qaeda to transact money back and forth. You know, that's always been the whole thing, or at least what they, they said is the whole thing with anti-terrorism. If you cut off the funding, there's not much they can do. 
If you sanction certain countries, there's not much they can do. Well, Binance, uh, the largest exchange in the world by far, um, has been the global marketplace for anybody to come in and exchange money with each other, including these groups, including um, countries like Iran. You know, a lot of money went from the United States to Iran via Binance, even though they're sanctioned and the United States is trying to cut off their money. You know, they really don't like it when you go around them like this. And whether or not that's actually what happened, this is at least what CZ pleaded guilty to. It was $4.3 billion and a possible six-month stint in United States prison. Now, that seems like a lot to some people. I don't think it's a lot at all. I mean, CZ, I think, was top five at one point on Forbes' richest uh, human beings on planet Earth. So, you know, what would you do for maybe... 6% of your net worth and a six-month stint in jail. It's probably not going to be like pound-me-in-the-ass prison like SBF is, like probably a nicer prison to ensure the prosperity of yourself and your company forever. I would probably take that. Yeah, of course. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh, The United States will go after you again for something different if they can. Look what's going on with Kraken right now. You know, the Kraken got rid of their staking service, paid a fine, and we thought they were off the hook. But that's not the case. They're going after him again. But make no mistake, with this whole Binance thing, this is a huge win for the government entities of the United States. Now, this was not the SEC. This was, as we, as we talked about before, the CFTC, FinCEN, OFAC, Department of Justice, things like that. The thing is, most people don't realize that. They're going to probably think it's a win for the SEC, and the SEC is gloating about it. And we'll get to them in a moment. However, this is all the stuff that we thought was hocus-pocus from these government organizations. Uh, Turns out to be true. This is really going on in the crypto space, and they can prove it. What's worse than that is now they have access to all of Binance's transactions, So if there were things that go even beyond what we've already talked about, it's going to be exposed. You know, no wonder CZ was so quick to pay the fine and go to jail. You know, who knows what else is in there? One of the main things they're looking for is wash trading. Um, I won't break it all the way down here. Um, It's it's not like it is in the United States where you have to, you, you sell a stock and then you have to wait 30 days to buy it back. It's kind of a different animal, and what it does is it creates false volume, which can pump up the price of an entity. So um, that's a really bad thing. Commingling funds is a really bad thing. There could be a lot there that we haven't found yet, but they will probably find on what is by far the largest exchange in the world. As a side note of this, if anybody is on Binance US, uh, I've heard that Binance US is going to be no more. It was it already had a foot out the door to begin with, but now it's officially going to be completely shut down. Um, as an aside, real quick, only because when I came out with my crypto sponsor, I got a lot of anger from people saying, "Well, you know, you know, you make us wait this long, and then you're not even going to give Americans anything. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing?" You know, you did this shit with Blueberry before. You know, you left us out in the cold until you finally found an American sponsor. You know, what what are you doing this now for? And it's like, look, I don't choose to go this route. You have to understand, the two biggest, most robust, 
trading vehicles for crypto in the United States for a very long time were Binance.us and FTX. And I just didn't like what I saw enough. And I am working on an American crypto affiliate deal as we speak. Did it take too long? Probably. But did it keep us out of FTX and Binance.us? It did. So there it is. You guys know I do lots of due diligence in everything I do on this podcast. Now, might they come after Bybit one of these days? Might something happen? Sure. But you guys know if there's smoke, there's fire. You know to get your funds out of there. And with Binance, at least, for the people, unlike FTX, everybody's funds were safe. So the market didn't react a whole lot. The the BNB token fluctuated a lot this week, but is only down about 4.5% in the past seven days. You know, it's almost like crypto investors breathed a sigh of relief that this was finally over so we can move on. Well, one, like I just said, it's not over. And I don't think most crypto investors are aware of the information I just shared with you earlier. But here's another possibility. We know that the deadline for a spot Bitcoin ETF in the United States is very close. Specifically, the first ones are January 10th of 2024. Now, for what it's worth, if I have my information correct here, that's only for ARK Invest and 21 shares. The other ones, like uh, Hashdex, Franklin Templeton, that's on the 17th. Global X is the 21st. And so it's not everything has to be January 10th. Just, just so you guys know, once we get close to that date, if certain ETFs aren't approved, that doesn't mean other ones cannot be approved later on that month. I just want everybody to be aware of that. And uh, on the Ethereum front, we know BlackRock has filed, but five other providers have also filed there as well. So uh, pretty sunny skies ahead, regardless of when they get approved. But everybody's thinking it's a slam dunk they're going to get approved this these next probably six, seven weeks. I This might have really put a damper on that, contrarians. This could easily provide plausible deniability for them to come in and say, look, we just knowing what we know now, we want to know more before we start approving these ETFs. I can see it happening. Uh, I, I really, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised either way. But just keep that in mind. They've taken so many losses. You know, the anti-crypto brigade has taken so many L's this past year. They finally have a W, and you think they're not going to leverage that, you know? And then taking it back to the SEC. So BlackRock is the largest name in this race in terms of a spot Bitcoin ETF. Um, But they are going to be getting their Bitcoin from Coinbase. We were talking about this in Discord. Um, I almost forgot. I had to look it up again. That's where they're getting their Bitcoin from. And Coinbase is still in a lawsuit with the SEC, the same SEC that is in charge of approving these ETFs in the first place. (laughs) So people act like there's no headwinds here. There are a lot of them, actually. And if these things don't get approved, it will drag down the market. Now, in my opinion, it really shouldn't because I think these ETFs are inevitable. 
You have to remember, the SEC already shot their wad by allowing the futures ETFs, BITO and BITW, to exist in the first place. So you can't sit there and say we have problems with crypto when you already allowed crypto trading products on the United States market. But unlike before, the powers that be in the United States now have real weapons they can utilize. You know, we, all, we thought they were toothless this entire time, and they probably were, but I don't think they are now. And whether or not you still think they are toothless, they don't think they are. They think they have something real here that they can use, and you know that they are going to use it to the full force and full extent. So this battle is not over. A lot of people thought it was. A lot of people probably still think it is. I certainly don't think it is. Now, if the market does react in a very negative way, we say this all the time. When things go down, but the fundamentals actually get stronger, that is that sweet divergence we like to see. And as I explained at the top of the show, so many positive things are happening in the crypto market, especially with institutional money, that it's really setting us up for a nice move up once it does happen. So if you see a drop, because this first round of ETFs were not approved, uh, understand that now, I'm just I'm predicting the future here, which we're all we're all terrible at. But this could be the last real dip we may see before we just keep going up from there. The only other possible stumbling block is what we've talked about many times on this show, and that's what would happen in a recession, a bad recession, a prolonged recession. What would that do to crypto? We don't know. We don't have a real precedent for that. But that would be the only thing that I think would disrupt this idea that if we do get a dip from the disapproved ETFs, it could be the last one and you should have your wallets out and ready to buy anything you haven't bought yet. Not financial advice. But an informed investor is a good investor. And I think these factors that we saw this past week are significant, potentially far more significant than the market is letting on. And when news like this comes out, you know how normies play it. They're like, oh, crypto, I thought it was a scam. I thought it's used in terrorism and all that stuff. You know, please ignore them. I know they think we're crazy. But we think they are risk-averse and timid and simply unprepared for what's going to be a very unique future. So they can call us crazy all they want, as long as they call us early when we win. <laughs>